Welcome to Legal Nurse Podcast, where you will get tips to expand your legal nurse consulting skills. Every week, you'll hear from experts from within and outside of legal nurse consulting. They will share their knowledge to help you grow. Your show is moderated by Pat Iyer, a legal nurse consultant with 30 years experience. So join our community, sit back, relax, and get ready to learn. Here's Pat. Hi, my name is Pat Iyer, and I have the pleasure of bringing to you Chris Mahan, who is an expert in evaluating businesses for opportunities for growth. I'm the host of Legal Nurse Podcast, and I connected with Chris through a support program and a mentorship program that we are both going through. I invited Chris because of his background as an astute business person and thought that he would bring you some value in terms of focusing on marketing your legal nurse consulting business. Welcome to the show, Chris. Pat, it is great to be with you and your listeners today. Thank you for asking me. You are welcome. I know that you have seen and heard many errors, many mistakes. You've also, I'm sure, seen lots of success stories. <laughs> if we have to look at the flip side of what are the marketing mistakes that can hold a business owner back, what would you say are some of the points that you'd like to share that can be a detriment to a legal nurse consultant's business? Well, one of the mistakes that I see so many small business owners making is they're really good at what they do. For instance, in your case, your your listeners are great at pre being the expert witnesses in a legal case, but they don't have a lot of background in marketing. And so what they revert to is they simply do what they see other people doing. And where I really see that as a major mistake is where a small business tries to market and advertise the same way a nationwide chain or a big box store does. And so we need to look at ways as small business owners, how we can scale our marketing to fit our budget, to fit our time, and more importantly, to fit our audience. I think you've hit the nail on the head, Chris. There's nothing in nursing school that teaches nurses how to be business owners. Mm. The whole focus is on the clinical world. And when we decide that we're going to start a business, there's a whole series of steps and principles that we know nothing about. Exactly. What are and I've made that mistake when I started my businesses. Yes. Well, then we know that we are not alone in handling <laughs> this particular issue. What if you, you had to give somebody... Um, some guidance on how we fill in that knowledge that we're lacking. What do you recommend to your clients that they do in order to learn marketing? Well, there are obviously a lot of great books that they can read, you know, going to Amazon and simply searching that topic. Um, or, you know, obviously a mentorship, somebody who has been, who's walked that path before and has done it successfully. Um, and more than anything else, I think it's just trying to find what are the keys for my business, the type of business I'm in, the size of business I'm in, and the clients that I am trying to reach. All right. 
Well, in this case, we're talking about trial attorneys who are our audience. They are driven. They are conscientious. If I had to put them into a big bucket in terms of what are the qualities, they're very smart. Mm -hmm. The plaintiff attorneys have to carefully evaluate risks before they take on cases. The defense attorneys are handed cases. They have no ability to say, no, I don't think I feel like defending that case. They are at the um, the beck and call of the insurance company who's retained their firm to handle cases. If I asked you, like overall, what do you see prospects are looking for when they are wanting to establish a relationship with an individual to provide services to their firm? Well, I think there are several fundamentals for small business advertising and marketing. And one of the first things that I think we have to realize is even people as smart as attorneys are still looking for the best deal. Uh, and that doesn't mean the lowest price. It means the most value for the money that they pay. And it's interesting, one of the, again, one of the mistakes that I see business owners making is when we talk about value, they think what they value is what their prospects value. And that may not always be the case. For instance, when I lived in Northern Indiana, there was a car dealer that every year had what they called a catch-up sale. Uh, they would make their projections for the year, what their sales were going to be. In the spring, they had to do inventory and pay tax on that inventory. So prior to that inventory time, they would look to see where their actual sales were falling short of their projected sales. And they would do this catch-up sale uh, in order to catch up with their projected sales. Well, here's what they did. They offered a free case of ketchup, the, the kind that you put on your burgers and fries, uh, with the purchase of a new car. <laughs> now, hmm. to me, that really didn't make a lot of sense because if I'm in the market for a new car, a case of ketchup really doesn't add a lot of value. Mm -hmm. So when we talk about value, perceived value, depends on what your prospects value. And generally, they value finding a solution to their biggest problem, frustration, fear, or concern. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I don't even like ketchup. Yeah. It wouldn't do anything for me, Chris. No. I never bought a car from them either. <laughs> you know, I just got an email yesterday from a legal nurse consultant who got a, a cold call, a cold approach from a law firm who said that they had 15 cases a month. They wanted to have a legal nurse consultant help them with their cases. They asked her what she would charge. She told them $150 an hour. They said, oh, no, 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 mm -hmm. no, that's not possible. We think that we want to hire a nurse for, say, $70,000 a year, which translates to under $40 an hour. And she approached me to say, you know, how do I respond? I really like their cases. What would you say to that? Well, you know, when we talk about value, um, unfortunately, so many purchasers, prospects, <clears throat> shop 
for the best price. And the reason that they do that is because business owners don't give them much else to choose from. And so a business owner needs to look at ways that they can make their business unique. How do they stand out from the competition? You know, there obviously are certain things that a legal nurse practitioner or legal nurse consultant is going to provide for an attorney, but how do they package that in a way that's different from their competition? Mm -hmm. In many cases, if a prospect feels that the value that they're getting is four times the value that they would receive from another practitioner, uh, they'll gladly pay twice the price. And so what we need to do in our marketing is to take the emphasis off the price and focus on the value that we are bringing to the prospect. Mm -hmm. And I think that leads to a strategy that I have seen legal nurse consultants use, which is, oh, you don't want to pay 150 an hour? Well, then I'll reduce my price to 100 or mm. 90 or 75. What's the risk in that strategy? The risk is anytime that you discount, you are taking money out of your bottom line. Um, there's, <clears throat> uh, again, your, your, your clients or your, your listeners are selling a service rather than a product. But if they were selling a product, that product costs them the same, uh, whether they sell it, the, the, the cost of that product to them is the same, whether they sell it for $100 or $150. In this case, you know, the overhead for your, for your listeners remains the same, no matter what they're charging. So when they begin to lower their prices and give discounts, they are actually taking money out of their, out of their own pockets. They're taking it away from their bottom line. And so my advice is that they have to find ways, they have to be able to communicate what I call, for instance, a market dominating position. That is, what makes them unique from other legal nurse consultants? What are the solutions that they offer that may be different from the solutions that are being offered by their competitors? If they can focus on the hot button issues of their prospects, and if they can clearly and concisely explain the solutions that they provide to those problems, to those hot button issues, then they get their prospect to stop focusing on money and instead focus on results. And I think one of the challenges that we have in the field, Chris, is that the menu of services is pretty standardized. Mm -hmm. We do the same kinds of things to help attorneys, whether that's screening a potential medical malpractice case for merit or summarizing medical records or finding expert witnesses, or creating timelines, or teaching attorneys what they need to know before they go into a deposition. There's a fairly limited skill set or list of services. Mm -hmm. And many LNCs have come out of programs with that list, and they put it on their website. And they don't sound any different than anyone else who's got the same list in the same order on their website. Exactly. Um, so prior what to do we our do call, then? yeah, prior to our call, I looked on LinkedIn and I looked up legal nurse consultants and I saw exactly what you just said. 
Uh, in their about sections, they listed the skills that they brought. They listed the, the particular services that they offered. What that fails to take into account is even though, even though attorneys are very smart people and very practical and pragmatic, they are like most prospects and they buy based on emotion rather than logic. Mm -hmm. We buy based on emotion and we use logic to justify our purchase. So our marketing needs to appeal to their emotions. It needs to appeal to their wants rather than their needs. I mean, yes, an attorney wants that laundry list that you mentioned of, of things that are required for, for that, uh, you know, for them to go to trial, but what is it that they want? Um, you know, there could be two different nurse consultants, one who is a pain to work with uh, because they are demanding so much time, so much energy from the attorney. And then there's the one who they give them the case, they take it and they run with it and they come back to them with a complete package that they're ready to use. And it doesn't take a great deal of time and effort and energy on their part. Which one of those nurse consultants are they going to want to work with? Mm -hmm. So it's more than just providing the service, but it's how we provide the service. And the way to focus on that, again, is what do they want? What are their hot button issues? I mean, obviously, they are, they're dealing with these types of, of cases on a regular basis. But what is it about those cases that cause them consternation? What are the frustrations, the obstacles that they have to overcome? What are their fears? And if your listeners can find ways to market themselves and to, to present themselves as someone who has a solution to those obstacles, to those pains, those frustrations, then they, again, begin to take price out of the equation and instead emphasize the value that they can bring to the, uh, to, to the um, experience. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is a real high stakes business that attorneys mm -hmm. are in, particularly for obviously the plaintiff attorney who is concerned with taking a case and pouring sometimes hundreds of thousands of dollars into it. And that comes from the plaintiff's budget and then for the defense, their risk is that they could screw up on a case and then lose the business of that insurance company. Mm -hmm. I talked to um, a man who was an attorney who was working for a defense firm. And he's somebody whose career I followed for years because every couple of years, he would be bounced out of another law firm. And they were initially very impressed with him. And then some of his performance issues became obvious. He took a deposition of an expert in Michigan and it was some extraordinary amount per hour. And the whole deposition was extraordinarily expensive because of the travel cost, the hourly rate of this expert. It went on for 10 hours. When he came back, the insurance company sent a truck to the law firm and said, we want all of our cases back. Hmm. 
uh, he got booted out of the law firm as a result of that. And he went into um, his own practice. And then I lost track of him after that. The, the risks for the defense in, in that case, that one attorney cost them, I can't even calculate how many hundreds of thousands of dollars in billable time that they lost because of the performance of one person. And, you know, it can happen if that person is an expert witness and blows the testimony at the time of trial. And the attorney who hired that person loses the case and loses all of that investment because of that one person. So when you talk about what are the fears, mm. it's performance-based, uh, missing critical information, not being responsive. I think you're, by posing that question, making me think about what are the frustrations and fears and challenges that attorneys experience and then how do legal nurse consultants address those to say, yes, you don't have to worry about that happening with me. I'm conscientious, thorough, responsive, whatever are the adjectives that are appropriate for that statement. Before we continue with the show, I'd like to share this special announcement with you. Do you wanna to use today's marketing techniques to win more business? Are you intrigued by knowing how to advise attorneys on effectively using audits to dig at hidden data? Would you like your dollar to go further? Would you love to feel refreshed, supported, and up-to-date on our specialized LNC knowledge? I'm Pat Iyer. Join our panel of distinguished attorneys, LNCs, and business experts for our October 27, 28, and 29, 2022 conference. The LNC Success Online Conference was planned by me and my colleague, Barbara Levin. Our sixth online conference is convenient, stimulating, and the place to be, to network, learn, laugh, and rejuvenate. Get your seat at lnc.tips forward slash October 2022 virtual. Be sure to get your seat now. And if you're seeing this video after this date of the conference, be sure to invest in the recordings. I'd love to see you there. Now let's return to the show. Yeah, Pat, um, <clears throat> you know, that brings up a whole lot of issues. And, and I, I think you target one of the first things is, is those are the fears that these attorneys have, whether they're prosecuting or defense attorneys. The more that a legal nurse practitioner can understand those fears, and then he or she can, can innovate their business so that they are addressing those fears specifically. I mean, you know, when, when, when we get out of college, when we get out of a certification program or whatever, it, it, it's sort of like you said, we have this cookie cutter list of things, services that we need to offer. Um, but once you get into the business and you begin to understand your clients and your prospects, and you better understand the difficulties that they face, then you can begin to innovate your business and to focus on the things that will provide solutions to those particular issues. And that would be a real key for your listeners to be able to 
to take the time and to truly understand the struggles that their prospects have, and then to package themselves and their services in such a way that when they present that to the prospect, the prospect says, I don't have to worry about that. It's taken care of. I know that I can, can rely on this person to provide what I need that's not only going to make me look good, but it's going to help me to win the cases that, I'm, that I've been hired to take, to take part in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, being successful, regardless of who that attorney is representing, is critical for the survival of the attorney, the survival of the law firm, uh, the survival of whatever entity is involved in that. And I think, Pat, one of the things that, uh, like I said, you know, I mean, I looked at, I looked at LinkedIn profiles and, and uh, in the about section, it was just kind of interesting uh, because they looked so similar. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the things that I saw is that these individuals in their about section focused on them. Um, one in particular, I don't remember how many eyes I counted in that. I do mm -hmm. this, I do that. I've been here. I've, but you know, and, and frankly, prospects aren't really interested in our business. What they're interested in is the results we bring. And so one of the things that your, your listeners can do to actually market themselves more effectively is to focus on the results that they bring. And that's what they talk about. They don't talk about their education. They don't talk about their background. They don't talk about the specific things that they do in order to provide the result. They focus on the result itself. And obviously, the more experience they have, the more um, success stories that they can share um, definitely helps them to communicate the fact that I'm the person that can produce the results that you need. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think what you're describing is the, the two sides to the coin, the, the negative or the problems, the challenges, the frustrations, and the fears is on one side. And if you flip the coin over, the stress-free, lack of anxiety, success, um, feeling in control, feeling in charge of the details of the case, feeling educated about mm -hmm. the facts of that particular case, knowing that nothing is hidden or has been missed, that is more in the benefit side, if I'm understanding what you're saying correctly. Exactly. And one of the ways that I like to, a very simple way that I like to explain how we should present ourselves in our marketing is we need to kind of get into the mind of our prospect. I mean, like I said, you know, the car dealer thought that a, a case of ketchup was a great thing to give away, but I doubt that many of their customers really felt that it was a great deal of value. Instead, it would have been better for that car dealer to get into the mind of his potential, his or her potential clients and, and figure out what is it that they value. And I believe that that conversation focuses on two things. First of all, it focuses on the problem that the prospect has but doesn't want. And mm -hmm. second, the solution they want, but they don't have. And if your listeners can communicate those two ideas where they 
emphasize the hot buttons. I know from working with other attorneys that, you know, there's this fear, there's that obstacle, there's this struggle. And when they say those types of things, then their prospect begins to identify with them. Yes, this person understands my hot button issues. They understand the struggles that I have. And then when they hear that followed up with, here's the solution that I provide that takes away that problem. They're saying, mm -hmm. yes, that's what I want. That's what I am looking for. Mm -hmm. And again, that makes you, that makes the person who's able to communicate that makes them appear as having more value than their competitors. And again, takes price out of the equation because like I said, you know, most prospects are willing to pay twice the amount if they get four times the benefit and the value. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's very clearly stated, Chris. That's a great example. Hmm. You mentioned something earlier. I wanted to circle back to it, which is that prospects or clients justify mm -hmm. Their decision, which is made emotionally, but they justify it with logic. <laughs> Some of our listeners might have heard that expression before. We buy on emotion. We justify with our knowledge or our logic. Or Take us a little bit deeper into that. What does that mean when we're engaged in a marketing conversation with a prospect? How do we use the language that triggers the emotion piece, which then enables the attorney to say yes, and then the attorney is justifying with the logic part of his or her mind? Sure. Prospects typically want out of pain or they want to avoid pain. And so when you market to that end, your marketing will resonate with them. Um, an example, would be like a child psychologist. A child psychologist, his marketing originally focused on the prospect's logic and his advertising, his marketing centered on, I can help you rediscover the joy and happiness that your family deserves. I mean, that's a very logical statement. We all want to be full of joy. We want happiness. But when he tweaked his message and instead evoked emotion, his marketing message became so much powerful. And instead he said, he began this way. He said, would you like a five minute solution that will end the yelling, screaming and belligerent attitude of your child forever? So you can see the difference. I mean, he's basically saying the same thing. I've got a solution to, you know, the problem that you have with your child and their behavior. But the first one focused specifically on logic. I can give you this, this and this. Mm -hmm. But an emotional approach is, when I give you this, this is the result that it, that it accomplishes for you. And, and like you said, especially if it's something that can take away that fear, that struggle, that, that, that consternation that they, that they are feeling about taking on a particular case, if they know that that can be taken away, that's an emotional thing for them. And that marketing resonates with them a whole lot more than simply saying, I can provide you with this information. And that's a great example, Chris, because as I was listening to the child psychologist's initial marketing message, I was saying, 
Well, yeah, that deals with emotion. You can have joy and happiness in your family. But by revising that and pointing to the solution of eliminating the negative pieces, that's a much more powerful message. Yeah, one of the things, Pat, that I encourage marketers to do is to market to the negative. Um, you know, some small business owners feel that that they always need to be marketing to the positive and that they need to avoid marketing to the negative. Um, you know, marketing to the negative is not something to be avoided because again, the majority of humans will do anything to avoid pain, but not so much to gain pleasure. And so what you're marketing to is how can I help remove your pain? Um, let me give you another example of that. What about a chiropractor? Again, if they're marketing to the positive, they could say something like regular spinal manipulation will help ensure your body is functioning as optimal as possible and is a key to your wellness. Now, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's kind of important. You know, that, that might reach people. But when that marketing message is changed to focus on the negative, it becomes so much more powerful. Are you fed up with not even being able to stand up without having excruciating pain shooting down your spine? I can help eliminate that experience and enable you to live a pain-free existence. That becomes so much more powerful mm -hmm. because instead of, again, saying, this is what I can give you, it's saying, this is what I can take from you. And mm -hmm. in taking from you, I'm taking the things you don't want. Yes. Wow. What a difference. Mm-hmm. And it's a little thing. I mean, it's not, it's, you know, I mean, it's, it, it doesn't cost you anything, Yeah. you know, to change your marketing that way. Right. It does take thought. And again, it takes, you absolutely need to understand your target market. You need to understand, you know, I, I don't know whether your, your, your listeners focus, you know, they only work with the prosecution or they only work with the defense. Um, but, you know, once they figure out their niche, who are the, what are the type of cases that they are particularly experts at mm -hmm. and can provide the greatest value? And when they focus on that, then they can begin to kind of dissect the, um, uh, the situation that they're looking at. They can dissect the, the thought process of their prospective clients and truly understand what are those hot button issues that my target market is dealing with. Mm -hmm. And once they've identified those, they have to honestly ask themselves, does my business provide a solution to that problem? And if not, what can I do to innovate my business so that it does? Chris, thanks so much for sharing your expertise. I know that there's so much more that we could cover in this podcast that we didn't have time for. Some of our listeners will be interested in connecting with you. What would be the best way for them to do that? And is there something that you can offer them? Sure, Pat, I would love to. Um, if they go to CMC Free Bonus, that's uh, Chris Mahan Consulting, cmcfreebonus.com. 
And there they'll be able to download a digital copy of my latest book, The 15-Point Formula, How to Significantly Increase Your Revenue. Um, in that book, it covers in more detail some of the things that we've spoken about today, mm -hmm. as well as provides them with other strategies that they could use to implement in their business to increase their revenue in a short amount of time. So again, that address is simply cmcfreebonus.com. And my contact information will be there as well. So if they would like to contact me by email uh, or visit my website, they would have that information at that, at that site as well. All right. Excellent. I know that people will get, get great value from that book. It sounds like something that I will be downloading and digging into very shortly. Well, good. And for you who's watching this program, on our YouTube channel on Legal Nurse Business or listening on the audio channels, be sure to get a copy of Chris's book. Use that to take a good opportunity to evaluate your business and see what you need to be doing differently, if anything. If your business is booming, maybe there's nothing that you need to tweak. If your business is not booming, I think that Chris's material and the information that he shared in this podcast will be of great benefit to you. Leave a like or a subscribe to our channel if you're watching this on YouTube and be sure to come back next week for another Legal Nurse Consulting podcast show. Thanks so much. Welcome to Legal Nurse Podcast. My name is Pat Iyer and I have just finished doing a podcast with Joe Flores. He is a registered nurse has been a legal nurse consultant, went through school to become a nurse practitioner, and is now trying cases in Texas as an attorney. Joe, we did a three-part podcast and covered three different but related topics. The first one being looking at your transition from being a registered nurse in the critical care unit to becoming a nurse practitioner. We talked a little bit about the kinds of patients and the training that you went through to become a family nurse practitioner. And then we focused a little bit on insurance and nurse practitioner liability. What were some of the key points and topics that we covered in that area? Well, uh, Pat, thank you for having me on. Uh, and those three areas included uh, the role of the MP and the things that are happening right now. I would underline to MPs that you need to carry your own insurance, occurrence-based or uh, versus claims made, occurrence-based wins every time. Uh, you don't have to carry it with you when you leave uh, a place uh, and worry about if there was a potential lawsuit or complaint. And generally, occurrence-based, good quality policies also have an administrative clause that will defend your license in front of the nursing board, saving you tens of thousands of dollars for only a fraction of that every year. And uh, we also talked about the NP uh, coming to the table uh, and, and, and learning more about legal issues. And uh, I, I would welcome that. Um, and uh, secondly, the LNC's role and how I migrated to that, uh, that brought me to the road I am today and what I use today. It's extremely important for people to learn the rules of the road if they're just starting and getting into lawyers' heads and thinking, which transitioned into the marketing aspect, um, which we underlined is important. You need to let a lawyer know right off the bat, I'm here to help you bring justice to your clients, and 
I can possibly or probably save you money and save you time. And those three areas will hit their heart and mind and they will, they will get the point quickly. And then lastly, we talked about uh, nurse education, the nursing shortage. And you brought up a great point that we need more educators as well as students because uh, their waiting lines are long. We need more educators. And I would ask people of my age group and older senior nurses to come forward and teach Come forward uh, in your retirement and revive your life and, and learn the, the great gifts that teaching has. Because not only are you the teacher, but you're also the disciple and you learn from your students every day. One of the expert witnesses I gave a lot of cases to was on the faculty at a, a Philadelphia-based university. And she said the expression in her school was that you should continue to teach as long as you could push your walker ahead of you and drag your foley behind you. That's true. And with Zoom, you can comfortably sit down with your foley and your walker by your side. That's right. That's right. No need to even get up off your feet. <laughs> well, thank you, Joe, for spending your time with me on Legal Nurse Podcast. I know that our listeners are want to will want to know how they can reach you to connect with you. What would be the best way for them to do so? They can reach me 24 hours a day on my exchange, 361-887-8670. To learn more about what we do, email us at info, I-N-F-O, at floreslawfirm.com. That's F-L-O-R-E-S-L-A-W-F-I-R-M.com. I believe you said that once or twice, Joe. That just rolled right off your tongue. I get used to it. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate your, the time that you spent with us today. I appreciate you who's been listening to this podcast and enjoying Joe's unique perspective. You'll see more of him in our next conference and in future conferences. And be sure to tell a legal nurse consultant about Legal Nurse Podcast. We are now in our seventh year of production, and we've got listeners as of right now today in 95 countries. It's delightful to be able to hear your perspective and to be able to help you. Please let me know if there's a topic or a guest that you would like to suggest for the show. You can reach me at patriciaiyer at gmail.com. And I would be happy to hear your views. Be sure to come back next week for a new show. Thank you, Pat. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Check out Pat Iyer's resources for legal nurse consultants on LegalNurseBusiness.com. Pat coaches legal nurse consultants so they make more money, get more clients, and avoid expensive mistakes. Check out her coaching program at LNCAcademy.com. Please subscribe to our podcast and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Join our community to get notified of each new episode and to receive the transcript of today's program. Complete the request form on podcast.legalnursebusiness.com. We appreciate you and your interest. <laughs>